Good morning, good morning, all of you beautiful thyroid warriors, wherever you are joining me from the world today. I'm Coach Cher Joy, and we are on episode number three of Thursday Thyroid Talks. I need one of those like clapping machines. Yay! Thursday Thyroid Talks is the series that I was inspired to create in order to do my part to bring the thyroid community together closer than ever before. Because as we all know, us as women, we need connection with each other in order to thrive. We have to have each other, don't we? I know I have to have my girl time. Otherwise, we feel... Sometimes I'll feel a little down. I'll feel a little lost. And when we come together as women and we join our energy and we join our knowledge and we lift each other up, we strengthen and empower each other. And the thyroid community is in such a dark place with confusion and ill health and feelings of loneliness and feelings of isolation and I recognize that. I used to be there too with my Hashis and my Hypo. And I, I hate it. This is my way of switching that rhetoric. Join me live. Hear all of the Thyroid Warrior stories. Know that you're not alone. And that there are so many, so many women just like you going through the same thing having the same thoughts, having the same feelings. Today, today I have a beautiful thyroid warrior coming on. Her name is Darcy. I've known Darcy now for uh, a short while, a couple of years, and she's such a wonderful person, but has been struggling with graves and anxiety. All right, here she comes. It says it's connecting. Takes a second. There you are. Oh, I love it when you guys just pop on like that. It's like, wow. <laughs> Hi. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing okay. Good. Good. I like your hair. Thank you. Yeah. So, like I was saying, this is beautiful, wonderful Darcy. And, um, I don't want to just like start saying everything about you because, you know, I love you. So <laughs> if you could just start with like your intro basics, who you are, where you're at, and then um, the beginning of your story. Um, so, yeah, I'm Darcy. Um, I live in Central California, um, single parent of two kids, working on my bachelor's. I mean, that's pretty much all of it and that's a lot that's a lot to be doing good for mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. well why don't you start at the beginning what year did you start having symptoms and how did um your diagnosis is graves correct or hyper yes okay so how did that yeah. come about so I actually found out I had Graves when I was pregnant with my son. I had gone to my first doctor's appointment and the ultrasound, you know, told them it ran in the family. They ran a test and sure enough, my levels were completely out of whack. 
were you having symptoms or were you just surprised by this? You know, I was before I got pregnant with my son, but I had just kind of chalked it up to being stressed, you know, anxiety, you know, I, I guess I wasn't really in tune with my body. I was just kind of like working and doing my thing. I had just moved, you know, it was just a lot going on and I wasn't paying very much attention to how my body was reacting to everything. Mm. Did it start with anxiety? Definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, I was eating a lot. I was, um, you know, just, I mean, I, I was eating nonstop. People could not believe it, but I was losing weight, you know? So, um, yeah, that was a big Okay. So you sign. Yeah. You had the weight loss, the uncontrollable mm -hmm. weight loss. Yeah. And then, you know, throughout the pregnancy, it was the additional testing. And because the biggest thing with Graves and being pregnant is that you can have preterm labor. And so, you know, it was extra blood tests, extra stress tests, seeing multiple doctors. And, you know, I mean, luckily he was born happy and healthy at 39 weeks. But, um, you know, after he was born, you know, after you have a baby, it's just kind of sends your whole body out of whack. And so add a thyroid issue on top of that. And, you know, it's been a battle. He's going to be four this year. So. Mm, okay. So yeah. it's been, it's been about four years now that you've been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely can relate to that too. I um, was struggling with the hypo. My hypo set in really bad after, because um, you, after I had my, my daughter. Um, so you were considered a high risk pregnancy then? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you have like a C-section plan just in case for protection of the baby? No, because I had had my daughter naturally, you know, seven years prior. So I don't even think that was really on the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. If they, if you do a natural, they want you to like do another natural kind of goes hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, thanks to you that have just joined. This is Darcy. She's a thyroid warrior and this is Thursday thyroid talks. I'm coach Sarah joy. And we're talking about Darcy's experience with Graves disease and, um, her thyroid journey. So after, um, so you were kind of just dropped with a bombshell. Did they start your thyroid medication in the middle of your pregnancy then? They did. Yeah. Um, I waited until I was out of my first trimester because I had read the medication could pass through the placenta. And yeah, I took it all through. I think I was taking up to like 20 milligrams of methimazole, you know, because my numbers were just so elevated. Mm. And that was another symptom was the bulging eyes. You know, my sister constantly pointed out to me that I looked surprised, but you know, you're constantly like this, but you're not, you know, it's a relaxed face, but your eyes are going like this. So yeah. Oh, so that was prior to the pregnancy. She was pointing that out. Well, prior and during. So yeah. So did you feel better or did you have, did you notice anything when you were pregnant and you started that medication? Um, you know, that's the thing is, it's kind of hard to say, like, was it pregnancy or was it the medication? But I was so sick with my son, like all the time, like, you know, cooking, if I touched raw meat, I couldn't eat it, like, mm -hmm. and I would eat something and then I would instantly have to go throw up. Like, it was rough. And, that's pregnancy. you know, that, yeah, and that, but, you know, and that was the other thing, because my daughter's pregnancy wasn't that hard. But it was like, was it an age thing? Because it was seven years later? Or was it the thyroid, you know, because I was in much more pain, I had, 
you know, they chalked it up to like ligament stretching and like all these different things. And, you know, it was just like, I don't know, my body had a harder time, definitely with that pregnancy, even the delivery, it was half the time, but it was so much worse. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So it was hard to say. Yeah. Um, after you had the, had your son, um, did you have to start weaning down on your dosages or how did the medication dosage go? They kept me at the same dosage for, I want to say probably at least six months to a year after he was born. And then, um, they started lowering it. And then it seems like, you know, anytime they try to lower it too much, I get symptoms again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know, um, from my experience with hypo, when I was pregnant, I always had to go up 30 to 60 milligrams. Mm -hmm. um, it was like the baby was taking so much of the medication that, yeah. you know, I had to increase mine to, stabilize where I felt before I was pregnant. And then um, after I had the baby, when, when I would stay on the higher dosage, then I would go hyper and I would start getting mm -hmm. really bad heart palpitations. Yep. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is not feeling good. We need to decrease it. And then you have to go through like the readjustment period. So I definitely think that this is this is something that I actually haven't ever talked about the struggles of a thyroid um, of going through thyroid and pregnancy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was that was a big thing for me too. I was high risk. And every week, uh, did they do this to you too? Every week I had to go sit in like a recliner with like an EKG machine hooked up around my my tummy and they would monitor mm -hmm. my heartbeat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 You're checked more frequently because, you know, they're concerned you're either going to go into preterm labor or whatever else the case. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Other than but that, I know hypo is super common with pregnancies. Like a lot of women get hypo when they're pregnant or after, you know, that, I mean, that's definitely just the more common issue. Yeah. I actually did a video on this other day of why women get thyroid issues more and why like our cycles and pregnancy bring it on. If you're interested, mm -hmm. like after this, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I don't want to go into that right now because I want to focus on you and your story. Um, so, uh, so after, so did you nurse after, you know, I tried, but it just, it was, it was too hard. And then my sister actually ended up having a baby, I think probably six months to a year after I had Jesse and she got, you know, her thyroid numbers were a little off and she got this thing talking about how it can affect your supply. And they never had told me that in the hospital, but I think I tried for probably three months and I just wasn't making any more. And, you know, it just got so frustrating that I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. If, you're, if, if you're unable to make enough milk and you have a hungry baby, you know, exactly, like, exactly. You have to, you have to substitute. You don't have a choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into um, lactation, but because our thyroid gland does affect our reproductive system and that's connected to our adrenals, I, I need to look more into that. I wouldn't be surprised if that would be like maybe a cofactor or something. Yeah. But, um, so did you continue to have symptoms after your pregnancy? Like what, what have you been struggling with um, since then? 
Um, so I think the anxiety has been the worst thing, you know, and then, you know, maintaining your weight. I mean, I've never really had issues with weight gain. My issue has been keeping weight on, you know, I can't seem, you know, it's like I get up to a certain point and then I start getting anxious again and I start losing again and I just can't seem to keep it up. I, it's frustrating, but I would say the anxiety and then the, the weight thing, you know, because you see people after you haven't seen them in a while and they're like, Oh, you're skinny. Like go eat a cheeseburger, you know? And I know most people enjoy hearing, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, well you have the good problem. And it's like, yeah, but you know, it doesn't make you feel any better when people are telling you you need to eat a cheeseburger and you're trying to gain weight. So it's just as complicated as weight gain, you know? Yeah. It never feels good to be judged. Yeah. 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 And that's just, especially rude. when it's health issues that are kind of out of your control and you're doing everything you can to, you know, be better. So, yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm sorry you've experienced that, but you know, they don't understand. And so don't hold on to that. Let it go, you know, yeah. forgive them because they don't understand. Um, but yeah. So did you, the bulging eyes, did that go away or is that still a problem? You know, it, it seems to come and go. Like my dad notices, like when I get stressed out or overwhelmed, like they start bulging again. And, um, you know, I've never had like a very severe case because I've seen people where it's like one eye is like pointing in a different direction. It's so bulged, you know. Um, so I feel like, you know, I'm grateful mine's been pretty mild, but I would say, you know, it comes and goes with mm. the numbers. So based on your stress levels. Mm hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, stress plays a huge factor with the whole thyroid thing. Right. So mm -hmm. we got to all get better at managing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah meditation is fantastic have you tried that yeah I've been working on trying to do meditation every day and then I've been upping my yoga since my gym opened up so yay yeah <laughs> to the bulk of those. yeah yeah good so um so anxiety let's talk more about anxiety because that is a huge factor for everyone um, mm -hmm. what just tell me more about how you experience anxiety and and how it's affecting you um you know I I experience it like again with the stress levels and things you know it's almost like you just start getting really overwhelmed and then it's like your mind starts spiraling you know and and it's not even so much the anxiety. I feel like it's more panic attacks that's my issue. You know, like the anxiety, I can handle that. But it's when you, you start getting that fear with the anxiety, you know, that something terrible is going to happen or you're not going to be able to get done what you need to. You know, you've got the kids with you. Like, it's just, yeah, it's it's been a hard battle. I've never, I've always been anxious, but not this anxious, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, So. Okay, so there's always just like, you always just feel like you're on the brink of like a full panic attack. Mm -hmm. Or you're scared of like, you know, if I go to do something, it's like, what if I have a panic attack in the middle of the store? You know, I don't want mm -hmm. to do that, you know, or what if I'm by myself with the kids and I'm, you know, can't drive or, you know, it's just kind of engulfed my mind and I'm trying to work through that. Yes, I... <laughs> 
Oh man, I know how that feels all too well. I I have had, have you ever had a full panic attack at a stoplight? No, not at a stop. I've had a full panic attack driving and that was terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. 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 Um, I definitely can relate to that as well. I had, I've had many panic attacks while driving and they used to be centered around stoplights. So really? I was sitting at a stoplight and then it, and I did recognize, I have recognized that it was like uh, all in my head and I would, it was almost like the fear of it happening made it happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, it was something I was always focused on preventing, but it seemed like the more I focused on preventing it, the more I was bringing it to myself. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I started, um, I started just trying to release those thoughts at all and let go of that fear happening at all. And, um, and then addressing some other um, nutrient deficiencies that go along with that. And I've pretty successfully been able to get rid of that. But I can say that your thoughts and the constant fear of brings it. Yeah. Can you relate to that? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard because you have to basically retrain yourself how to think. Mm-hmm. you know and you have to find a way to let go of it um but it's doable it's yeah doable. i would if, if i can do it <laughs> i didn't leave my house I, I i never left my house because it got so bad and if i can do it you can do it i know you can yeah i'm i'm working on it yeah well this new membership site that um me and my coach friend Stephanie are uh, thinking about starting. We've just been like putting our fillers out this week. It will be so phenomenal and so, so helpful for anxiety and thyroid issues hand in hand. I, it's like, I'm so excited. Yeah. So, um, I'll, yeah, I'll definitely, when we get more details on that, um, obviously I'll share them with everyone. So do you ever, so what do you do? What are some practices that you do besides for the yoga um, to help yourself, to help your stress levels, to help your anxiety or your panic attacks and your weight, like maintaining your weight? So with the stress levels, I try, you know, when I start feeling like that, I kind of try, you know, the more self-care type thing, you know, take a hot bath. Um, you know, I try to do acupuncture, which is helpful. And then, um, you know, go for a walk, you know, just, things with intention, you know, for myself, like time away from the kids, things like that. Um, and then as far as like the weight gain, I try to eat more frequently throughout the day, if that makes any sense. So, you know, yes, smaller things, but you know, cause that's the other thing is I, I hate that full feeling now. Like I feel like when I feel that way, I just get tired and worn down and you know, whatever. So I try to eat little bits all throughout the day and I feel like that helps me maintain my weight. <clears throat> and keep, you know, your energy levels up, blood sugar, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think those are the two biggest things is more self-care and then, you know, eating more frequently and better foods, obviously. Yeah. You can't Perfect. go eat a cheeseburger and feel great. So <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're, like, 
even if I did want to go eat a cheeseburger, I probably wouldn't want to eat a cheeseburger. So, thanks, yeah, but you can keep your promise to yourself. Yeah. yeah and <laughs> what's funny is so much of your story um, I can relate to. I, when I went through a, my just breakdown with my husband when he's um, in 2009, when he was decided he wanted to be single, even though he was married. Um, the depression set in, set in so hard that I lost probably, I don't know, 25 pounds or 30 pounds and I'm five foot nine. So yeah. losing 25, 30 pounds on me, I got down to 117 pounds. So yeah, I was like deathly, um, skinny and, but I was just in such a, a raw emotional state that like I couldn't eat. And um, just food was very unappealing. And so I pretty much lived on like Cliff Bars and Zevia Cola, if you know what that soda is, and like some Starbucks protein shakes every now and then, and maybe some chicken. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I had, I remember I went to my best friend's birthday party and I met her stepdad for the first time. And he's a very outgoing British guy and he has a very crude sense of humor and he said the same thing to me he was like well it's nice to meet you and I think I gave him like a little hug or something and he goes but damn girl you need to go eat a sandwich and it was just like it it, it was it didn't feel good you know yeah and like you said even though it's some people are like oh gosh I would give anything to just be called the skinny girl or look the skinny girl when you have an emotional problem like depression or a thyroid issue, or it's not like your weight is not what it is because of your decision, really. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like shit to be, you know, talked down on, basically. And so I learned from that myself, like, you know, I'm never going to treat anyone else like this. Like, you don't know what someone's going through, you know? Yeah, I usually try to use, like, the commentary, like, hey, you look great, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, more uplifting things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, and, you know, body shaming is a, is a big thing nowadays, and, you know, thyroid warriors, the majority of thyroid women are, are all struggling with the inability to lose weight, and mm -hmm. they try, they will go to the gym and work their asses off, and they will not eat you know, and they, they do a lot of things to try to lose weight and they just get so frustrated because it won't come off and, you know, and they get judged the other way. Um, and it, it's really, it's really unfair. So the body, the, the message nowadays of like, no, you know, don't shame people's bodies is good because so many people do have medical conditions affecting their figure you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, well, is there, um, is there anything else on your journey that you'd like to share? Any words of wisdom or anything that you find besides for baths and walks and yoga that's helpful that you'd like to share with anyone? If there was anyone in your situation that just started finding out that they had graves or anything, you know, thyroid related that you've experienced, what would you share with them? I think my biggest thing is to, for people to realize that, you know, 
your doctor, you're employing your doctor and they're working for you and that you really need to advocate for yourself. And if, you know, if they're fighting you on it, I think it would be time to look for another doctor because, you know, I've started paying out of pocket for a doctor and I love him. He's understanding. He's like passionate about it. And he understands the, the disease more, if that makes sense. You know, whereas a lot of endocrinologists tend to specialize in diabetes and yes, it's all the same system, but it's so much different than a thyroid issue. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing is to realize that your doctor works for you and to advocate for your own health. You know, you're not crazy. You're not making up symptoms, but I would say that's my biggest advice. (laughs) 2021 baby, the year of empowerment. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, Jessica says I had a physical therapist who had thyroid issues say she had thyroid issues, but not the one that made people fat. I think she needed to rephrase it and I for her for herself more. Or sorry, did I read that wrong, honey? Um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. That exactly. Yeah. You know, you gotta use some cooth when it comes to the words you use. Um mm-hmm. sure. And have some um some sensitivity towards people's feelings and what they're going through. Um, before I became a coach, I didn't realize how many women are truly struggling with, um, so many symptoms every day. You know, I knew I had a lot of symptoms, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just, it's just unbelievable. Like the amount of, of daily symptoms that people have to battle to just make it through their day. And Mm -hmm. I think about that sometimes if you see like a grumpy person or, you know, like someone that just may seem irritable out in public, like you just don't know what they're going through or how they're feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just got to give people um, a break and not be judgmental. But I love what you said. That is so awesome. We do employ our doctors and we are in charge of our health, not them. It is our body, not theirs. It is our choice, our decision, not theirs. We are there for help, not pressure, fear, or manipulation. Mm -hmm. We are not dumb. And um, if someone is treating you in such a way of any of those, um, that's just not the person for you. Yeah. Instead of feeling pressured or succumbing to doing something that doesn't feel right for you in your gut, um, go get a second opinion or fire them. Go get a new doctor, but go get a second opinion. Go get a third opinion. Go get a fourth opinion. Um, Don't. And that's that's what I was saying at the beginning of this message is I just felt I just felt so impressed today to. to spread the message of the importance of your thyroid gland. And it's, it's almost scaring me how many women are telling me um, all the time that they're being and feeling pressured into just getting their thyroid removed. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
maybe the medical community has gotten to a point with women where they just are like, we don't know how to help you. And so we're just going to do this. You know, we're just going to remove your thyroid to be able to help you or, mm -hmm. or I don't know. I don't know what the motive is behind it. I know they get paid a lot of money for that. And then they get paid a lot of money for the medication that you have to be managed on. Yeah. So, you know, um, I feel like they also treat our thyroid gland like it's like we don't need it. Yeah, it's irrelevant, right? Yeah. Like, but it controls so many things. You're fine without <laughs> it, you know? You don't need a thyroid. You're going to be Yeah, fine. no big deal. Uh, yeah, you need your thyroid a lot. Yeah, um, you wouldn't have it if you didn't. So yeah. God made our bodies perfect. And mm -hmm. our thyroid is connected to our breasts. It's connected to our ovaries. It's connected to our, our uterus. It's connected to everything. We need it. Um, so... Did I make my point really clear? Because I feel like I could go on forever on that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think you did. But okay. yeah, I think that's, you know, the lack of things in this, you know, thyroid journey is like that empowerment. You know, it's like you feel helpless. You don't understand it. Your doctors are supposed to, but really they don't understand it. And, you know, I mean, I think you need to feel more empowered and you know, know that your intuition is not off. Like, you know, cause I've had two doctors tell me that, well, maybe it's in your head and it's like, well, who wants to feel like this? You know, I mean, nobody, I, I couldn't think of one person that would want to make up symptoms in their head. Like, I know. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like no, I'm not tired so because I want to feel this way. I'm tired because something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm so bored today. I'm going to go to yeah. the doctors and just pretend to whine about all these things that make me feel that where I don't feel good. So like, yeah. this is going to be fun. Let's go. Exactly. No. 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 No one has time to go to the doctors. No one wants to go to the doctors and no one wants to have symptoms. So yeah. Yeah. That is just so unfair, but yeah, we're, we're, we're taking back the script. We're taking back our power and you are. Um, you're not, uh, you are, you're not their puppet. You're not there. Well, and you're not a victim to this disease. Like you and I had talked about, you know, they have these informational sites on Facebook and things. And a lot of these people, you know, they, it, you know, they victimize it, you know, and they feel mm -hmm. that you know, they have to blame the disease on, but you've got to, you know, take control and I guess almost embrace it. You know, you are different. You are going to have symptoms, but you know, what can you do to alleviate that really? So, yeah. Yeah. You're not a victim to your thyroid. You're not no. a victim to anything. Um, and like I've taught you and many others, there are perfectly explainable reasons why this is happening, why you have every one of your symptoms, and there are perfectly attainable ways to figure out why these are happening. And your body is not just malfunctioning for fun. It's not malfunctioning because it hates you. Um, and it wants to heal you, it wants to protect you, and it wants to help you. And in fact, that's what it is doing every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And a lot of times people don't realize that the low energy is actually a part of because your immune system is fighting so hard. It's, it's, it's using your extra energy reserves as a part of its fight. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Like how tired are you when you have a cold or like the flu, like so, Mm -hmm. right? Well, same thing. Like your body is fighting and it needs you to rest so it can use your energy to fight and protect you. So um, why don't we wrap it up on that, that note? That's a good one. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I'm sure there's many women out there who can relate and will find some inspiration in you and your journey. And um, if anyone is interested in contacting Darcy and, you know, reaching out saying, hi, I am encouraging friendships through this. Um, I think the more we know each other, the more we communicate with each other, the more empowered we become, the closer we become, and we can all help each other out for sure. Mm -hmm. So um, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to her, um, and you can, um, if you want to catch the replay of this, I'll have it on my YouTube, Coach Share Joy, here on IGTV. Um, And if you have any questions for me, please feel free to DM DM me anytime. So I will talk to you soon, beautiful. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.